You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. This episode is brought to you by eLiquid. For 20% off your first purchase, visit eliquid.com slash madcast30 and use promo code madcast30 during checkout. Welcome to the best debate in the universe, every debate in the universe, from podcast hits to dipshits. With over 4 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the rear admiral of Tanya's Ron Mabcock. Oh, I didn't see you there, Maddox. Hey! And special guests this week, Leslie Cena and Christina Hepburn. Yay! Oh. Welcome back to the show. Guys, exciting show this week. We've got a return guest, Christina, and first-time guest, Leslie Cena. Guys, welcome to the show. Today, we're going to be debating whether or not people you give gifts to are ungrateful idiots. That's the debate this week, because we have a lot of thoughts on that, but I should probably give a more proper introduction. So, Christina, welcome back to the show. You're an actor, writer, and you have the, uh, excuse me, a sexpert, right? You're a sexpert. Yeah. I guess, do you like that expression or no? I do, yeah. I feel pretty expert on all things sex. Okay. Yeah. Sex I'm, love I'm and definitely a, yeah. Intimacy, intimacy expert. Yeah. Where do you <laughs> yeah, go to school? Had to get real intimate with people. Do you go to a special school for that, or is you know, that more of a hands-on? They do have a school actually in San Francisco for really? thematic sex work. Yeah. Uh, I did not attend the school, um, but I have interviewed and done lots of workshops with um, a lot of people who have gone to the school. Uh, is it hard to get through a workshop uh, from all the people giggling the entire time? <laughs> uh, no, I think I think you lose the giggle pretty early on. Really, really like cool. into it. Yeah, yeah, it's and you you've just launched another new podcast as well, which it's a cuddling podcast. Is that right? Oh, or? I appreciate that, but no, the cuddling there is not yet not a cuddling yet. podcast. It is percolating in my mind. Oh, okay. Uh, then, not, then we won't we won't get to everyone that yet. would like to encourage me. Perhaps yeah. their positive <laughs> online you know yeah, encouragement yeah, yeah. Would, would get me to do it. Um, but I had a podcast called TNA Talk Sex. It's still online. Um, you know, three years worth of a lot of content, so people do still listen to it. TNA Talk Sex is your podcast, and it's uh, it's great. I, I remember uh, listening to you. You cover some like really esoteric fetishes and things like that as well, which yeah, a lot of people are curious about. Yeah, I went to like a BDSM club, and like yeah. this really lovely man, you know, walked me around on a leash <laughs> and flogged me with a uh, with you know handmade deer skin floggers. And was it one of those <laughs> like was it one of those retractable dog leashes that have the button? You know, oh so that like, would shock me. Like no. no 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 the ones that they go like fifteen feet out and then you like press the button and they like kick back in. Yeah. Um. Or was it more of just a standard leash? I think it was a standard leash. Okay. I mean, that's funny that you mention it. But Some ladies have all the luck. Did he also have... <laughs> do you have little plastic bags on the side? Those are like great questions. It was hard to notice um, being on the leash. Okay. So I wasn't holding the other side. So, uh, you know, it's possible. And I, I would believe that somebody out there has been walked on a leash that had a little bag what would on you, the other end. What would you say out of all the kind of um, sex fetishes that you came across, what was one that you were very much surprised by that you didn't even know was a thing? Oh, oh, that was thing. You know, what's funny is I thought you were going to ask me like what I liked out of all of it. <laughs> and somehow that's what I wanted oh, to ask. Oh, come on. That's, that's, uh, that's well, on the second hour. Yeah. <laughs> get to the real kinky shit. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know if anything did surprise me. I think it was more, I would gain like deeper understanding and like relatability. And I think our show was interested in that, which was like, what about this could I understand and maybe even enjoy, right? Like as the lay person being like, what? Like, why would you want to 
be on a leash and it was like oh it's kind of fun and like the person you know you kind of don't have to control anything and you can kind of be playful with the partner and you know there's like this whole role play and plus you get to eat out of a bowl (laughs) yeah maybe when i saw this woman no utensils i saw a woman on her hands and knees like on the cat leash like full cat outfit acting (laughs) like a cat and i remember actually being you're right i was this i was like surprised by and also surprised that I kind of thought it was cool. <laughs> like, like huh. I was like, wait, that is sexy. Oh, you know? Yeah. yeah, I was like... Next time I get a date right. over, I'll be like, hey, baby, I got some bowls and some chow. If you, <laughs> <laughs> you ought to get do something real romantic. Oh, she was a really good cat. Yeah. Yeah. You just throw, yeah. you throw a cup of food, slop it, and be like, dinner served. Yeah. Uh, and I should give a proper introduction to our guest, Leslie Cena, yeah. first time guest. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Leslie, so honored to have you. Actor, writer, comedian. You've been on so many things. You appeared on Conan, Community, Blackish. You've, you're a uh, writer. And do you want to mention uh, what you've been writing on lately? Oh, yeah. Um, I've been writing on the new Thundercats. Yeah, that's Rad. so cool. The new Thundercats cartoon. That's Yeah. And, and, and how's that experience been? Uh, really good. It's a it's going to be a very silly show, and I, I enjoy writing that. Are they still going to have, an, it, um, it's, uh, unless you can't answer, are they still going to have the Thundercats, 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 ho? Uh, there will be Thundercats, ho. Sweet. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you just, I mean, that just feels yeah, like... Yeah, it's uh, not going to work without that. Otherwise, what, what, what are they going to say? Thundercats, get all over here. So, <laughs> so the internet is is kind of an interesting place because you see these intense, amazing like uh, backlashes to any type of stylistic change that happens to an old property. Yeah, um, you saw that happen actually just recently with the new Sonic the Hedgehog tra- uh, poster that was announced because Sonic has like really beefy legs, and uh, it it threw everybody off because he looks like a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's all this like you know backlash and criticism. So, well, something similar happened when the Thundercats was announced because they changed. It was a pretty different stylistic choice. Yeah. Than the 80s version. What do you think of that crazy, insane backlash that kind of happened? I think people, I work on Muppet Babies for Disney, and we had a little bit of the same kind of element that happened where anytime you do something different, people go nuts. And I think it's just people have their nostalgia. And when you fuck with people's nostalgia, anything that is different, it, it makes it more difficult for them to accept that any change can also be good. But also, I think they need to go back and watch these old shows. Yeah. Because, um, man, some of them are terrible. They do not hold up. They hold yeah. up in our minds and they hold up in the feelings yeah. that they gave us. But like sitting down and actually watching the show, it's like, you watch a whole season and let me know what you think of it. Because oh, it's sure. there's a lot of changes that happen like for the better in, yeah. among all these properties. And yeah. I don't think people ever go back and like... We rewatch these shows. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, they, they don't hold up. But what, what were you going to say, uh, Leslie? Because this this amazing backlash that happened. What do you th- what do you think? Like, what do you make of it? I kind of wonder how many of the people who are who are really really upset about it would watch the show at all. Right. That's a good. That's yeah. a good point. Like it's I feel like it's them. no, it's not for them. Our old uh, the old moderator on the show, Rucka Rucka Ali, po- loves to post this clip from. Uh, there's a guy named Brian Frenzy who who did a sketch a while ago where he was an MTV exec and he said. He kind of like parodied all those like questions that, dear MTV, how come you don't play music anymore? And he kind of he like tears into them. He's like, because you're not our fucking demo anymore. <laughs> people don't tune into MTV to watch that shit. So that's a good point, Leslie. Like these people who are protesting so much about it are probably never going to watch no, it. No, no. I mean, they're they're extra not going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're especially not. Yeah. Is that... uh, yeah. I just use that word because it's a word. No, I like it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like it's, it's a, a breath of fresh air when you get when you purge your your shittiest elements of, of a fan base from 
a property, <laughs> then it yeah. frees you to actually do your fucking job, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we should get to the debate because I, I should mention also at the top of the show, we need to wrap Christine a little bit early. So the debate, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, I, we'll. I feel like I also want to just say, you know, we got into the talking about the show, but I segued into being a professional cuddler and I've sort of become the poster child for it. And I'm, I've been on NBC and MTV and wow. <laughs> written a bunch of articles. And, that's really oh, cool. that's so cool. Did you yeah. uh, also not go to school for that? I went to school for film and uh, I went to Columbia University. Very <laughs> so. I mean, I like this learn by doing approach to her career. Yeah, of becoming a sex expert and a professional cuddler. Yeah, and, and actress. I gotta say, uh, this sounds like I'm blowing sunshine up your ass. But I came to one of your I premieres. Love sunshine up my ass. <laughs> right. That's See, actually one of those fetish. fun fetishes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, makes you feel warm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> From the inside. Uh, <laughs> Christina is a great actress. I saw you, one of your premieres not too long ago and blew my mind that you were like, you had your hand in so many different things. Like, this is so much you're working. I mean, I know that sounds almost, yeah. Um, but you, yeah, you're working on so many things and you, you, you kind of take for granted when you see somebody really good at one thing. That, that that's what they do. That's what they do, right? You only see, yeah. 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 Like, I'm like, oh my God, there's this other whole dimension to you. Uh, we got a super chat from Pavich Bavin for $2. Yeah. He says, I wouldn't peg her for a sex bird. Hmm. <laughs> I get, okay, I get it. All right. Good one, Pavich. All right. You know, a little, uh, a little bit, a uh, little bit rusty today, Pavich. But uh, at we'll first, be, I thought we'll peg her. Peg like, her, yeah, yeah. You won't peg Would. me, yeah, with oh, a toy. I get it. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a peg. Is that all right? Peg joke. It's still workshop. How's it. that for uh, sex bird? <laughs> yeah. Still workshopping that one. I should also mention later on in the show, I'll be playing some voicemail. The voicemail number is at madcastmedia.com. If you click on the best debate, the phone number is at the bottom of every single episode. And also, we have a sponsor back. Welcome back, eLiquid. We'll be doing the plug a little bit later in the show. And we've got some quick news headlines at the tail end of the show. But we should get to the debate this week, which is, are people you give gifts to ungrateful idiots? Leslie is our first-time guest this week. I'm going to give you first stab at the debate. But before we get to that, we got our buzzers back this week. Let's go around. Let's hear everyone's buzzer. Here's mine. Leslie. Whoa. And Christina. Wait. There That's we go. Me. There's Christina and Ron. <laughs> Wrong! There it is. <laughs> if you hear a buzzer from anyone during this debate, that means someone is disagreeing with someone else or we're just chiming in with an interjection. But, Leslie, first stab at the debate. What do you think? Are people you give gifts to ungrateful idiots? Why or why not? It's one of those some are, some aren't kind of things. Um, honestly, I am terrible at getting gifts and remembering that I've gotten gifts. So I'm probably in that category. Uh, I am an ungrateful douchebag. So if somebody gives you a gift, you feel just... I, I, I say thank you, but I'm not like a card writer. I mean, does what? okay, what counts as being not... Uh, what counts as being grateful? Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how I know an ungrateful idiot mm-hmm. when I give a gift because I fucking know it. Dated some. I give if I give them a gift, they just kind of like, huh, shrug. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Wow, that's happened no. to you. Yeah. What? Oh, that's awful. Right. But, I'd be really upset. What is the purpose of giving the gift? Is it to fill the other person's life with joy and value, or is it to feel good about yourself? I would say sixty percent. To feel good about me, mm-hmm. and then forty percent them. <laughs> I want to feel good. That's actually way more generous than I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sixty yeah. percent me. It's about me. I want to because I, I hate. Like I'm a big fan of getting credit for the good things that I do. I love 
doing things. Which I don't think is a bad thing because then you do more good things. Yeah. So why should it matter if you want credit from it? Right. Because you always talk on about this, about how like, I did good shit. Praise me. Praise me. Why can't people just kiss my ass all the time? The thing is... I enjoyed enjoyed it when you were doing it for me just a little while ago. Yeah. See? Sunshine? That Uh, that was a great (laughs) gift. Thank you. Right. You see? Uh, It's true. It does feel good to receive. (laughs) Like, yeah, just praise. It's an easy, easily coupon gift. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was oh, that? Leslie? Sunshine up your ice is easily couponable. It's very couponable. Yeah, but can't return it. Some uh, people give great gifts in a way that, like, how do you adequately yeah. say thank you? Or, You're like, mm-hmm. I said thank you. I don't really know how to like show how happy I am about this gift. You know, you know what it is. It's not just be. It's not saying thank you. It's being able to receive a gift well mm. that's that's the problem and that's that's why i think that, that that some people you give gifts to are ungrateful idiots is because they don't know how to receive a gift. sometimes yeah. i feel like i, I feel I the same that. way about people when trying to give a compliment like i had a friend in college who was a really good singer and she would sing a lot and i would always say to her like oh my gosh you're like you have a really nice voice you're a really good singer and she would always be like no 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 i don't no uh, i don't yeah and i, I hate that like, shit fucking compliment you're obviously you're yeah. good at singing yeah better than all of us are singing you sing all the time yep. we all like it yep. just fucking deal with it you're yeah. good at this yeah learn to take a fucking compliment yeah. drives me nuts when people yeah. can't i learned me this too. i learned this actually through uh ucb theater the the theater we're all kind of associated with uh, leslie and ron and have you done anything oh yeah sweet? oh um, yeah right Groundlings too, yeah. I had oh, a background in doing improv. Wow. I was doing stand up for a while. Someone drugged my birthday cake at a comedy club, so what? I took a break. They drugged <laughs> your birthday cake? Yeah, isn't that horrible? What Sorry, that's like a showstopper, the, and I just felt like saying this what, to everybody. What comedy club? And also, well, what flavor was the cake? Yeah. They, well, it was Rupee. a... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone ate it. Like, everybody oh, was no. affected by it. What uh, fucking... Okay, it I got It was a comedy show in downtown LA. It was, um, it, it was like a... It wasn't like the comedy store, which, you know, I've performed there also. And a lot of people, a lot of people there were also in the set that was happening downtown. But it's this guy who like everybody knows in the comedy scene. And, and so they're like, oh, not surprised. I'm like, yeah, but like, <laughs> like, I just didn't think I'd be the target. I don't know. <laughs> in a cake of all places. I, know. I mean, I, it almost makes more sense that it's in a cake because people who do that kind of shit are fucking idiots. Yeah. So it kind of well, makes sense that he would do wait, something really I, stupid. I was momentarily grateful and then very ungrateful for wait, the so birthday cake. <laughs> did they give you the cake or was it a cake that you had bought? No, he like brought the cake oh, knowing God. it was my birthday. What a creep. I yeah. know. And so what, how, like, how did Heard you guys- you have a sweet tooth. <laughs> yeah. how, did, how did everyone find out? Well, people were driving home and oh, started tripping. Oh, no. I know. And then I felt myself devolving into like paranoia and sort of seeing triangles in my oh. head. And I said, oh. So it was drugs, drugs, not like date rape drugs. Right. Oh, okay. sorry. Oh, no, thank yeah, God. I think, All right. Yeah, That's I think even... it was maybe LSD, but it could have just been THC, but a very high dose of it. I mean, it was strong. Yeah. Well, look, anytime wow. you give, you put drugs in anything and you don't disclose that to the other person, that's pretty it's fucking... It's nice to have a heads yeah. up, especially if you're going to be operating heavy machinery. Yeah. yeah just exactly. know what you're getting into. People, people don't have... let people drive home like that. Right. People don't Where's want... my car flying? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, if you're sober, you just fuck them up. I mean, yeah. if they're sober, you just fuck them up. I feel like I, yeah. I derailed. Why did I? We were talking about comedy and like G- receiving gifts. Receiving so gifts. you clearly didn't receive that gift well. <laughs> I did not. Sorry, I did not receive. Bad, bad gift to yeah, receive a response. <laughs> Making a cake for you. Yeah, got a bunch of drugs loaded up with uh, LSD or whatever the hell. Yeah, so maybe, maybe the conversation is, you know, what kind of gift are you getting? You know, mm-hmm. do you deserve to be grateful? I, I have to say something that came up for me is that I 
I think that I'm a little more harsh on someone I'm dating. Like the bar goes up on expectation oh. of, of, yeah. And I'm, I feel a little guilty that I think that way. Do you find when you get gifts, do you want like a physical gift or would you like be more stoked if they gave you a gift, like an experience based gift yes. where you went out and did something together or like something like that they went out and bought? Yes, hmm. you to both <laughs> to both. Yeah, the experience. I I've had I've all had, of the above. I've had very disappointing re- reactions to both types of gifts, like wow. the the ones that are experiences and the ones that are, are just like physical items. And it's just like it just breaks me. It breaks my heart. I'm so like it just I don't know on the person. Yeah, well, I I'll tell you, I came to an epiphany. Do you feel like you're a good gift giver in the, in like you know of your gift giving history? Do you feel I like think you nail so. it more often than not? Yes, I put a lot of fucking thought into my gifts. And, like, and, yeah. what's, a, what's a gift that you're very proud of giving? Oh. Okay. I mean, give I, us one of the all-stars. A, a, a trip? How about that? A trip? Like a, a, a trip? That's Isn't that a fucking like great gift? Like a drug gift? trip? Yeah. No, not, <laughs> Actually, <laughs> not like a you're drug trip. You're on something really important. I, I've been, I've like been dating someone that, you know, was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, let, I'll take you to San Francisco and we'll do all this stuff. And I thought... I don't need to go to San Francisco, but I am like having this issue over here or there's this thing that I really want, but kind of like don't have the budget for it. You know, like that it's, but it's sort of this maneuver of like, but you can't really ask for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't yeah. it be cool if you could? And then you're like, wow, I feel so heard and seen. And like this person's giving me a gift of something I need. I, I dated someone one time where the gift I gave was a trip. We went like, you know, we traveled together <laughs> and I remember I put so much thought into it. I wrote kind of like this little booklet uh, about our... Yeah, I made like this little booklet with like, you know, it was like rhyming and like real sappy shit. And the the tail end of it, you know, was leading up to how much we like to travel. And the tail end of it was the tickets to where we were traveling. Gave her the gift and she's like, so you didn't get me a gift? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she goes, well, that's pretty terrible. And she goes, well, we talked about this like two weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, because I need to make sure your schedules is clear so that this, that that I could buy this fucking ticket. And she's (laughs) like, so I don't get a gift. I'm like, this is your gift. I'm like, well, does it? What does this fucking count for? If it doesn't count as a birthday gift, then can it count as a just because gift? Do I get any fucking credit for this? Yeah, as a gift. It sounded like you guys had a really strong relationship. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a real, real solid one. Did she get you anything? No, she didn't give me shit. That sucks. Well, this this was this was a birthday. Okay, I want to give you a hug here. Maybe we could hold hands for a moment. We're holding hands. See, that's what we do on on the. This is this is what this is what happened. It's a pre. We literally have never done that on this show. There's never been hand holding. Well, not above the table. <laughs> <laughs> I the the gifts that I can't stand are the ones where your gift to me is an errand hmm. that I got to do. Oh what yes, what does that mean? I know. I know. What it means happens. like somebody yeah. wants as a thank you. It's like, hey man, I really want to thank you for your help. Here's a poster, and I'm like. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to spend $40 on a frame for this yeah. poster. Yeah. Oh, Cause I got... Because I'm not uh, going to hang up a poster with, like, fucking thumbtacks because I'm, I'm an adult man. So then I get this $10 poster. And I'm like, oh, let me see how much frames are. And I'm like, $60 for a frame or whatever yeah. bullshit. For, like, the beginning of a hobby. Like, I'm going to give you a Pilates DVD so you can start Pilates, even though you've never even considered that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, start I've, the journey of an expensive uh, yeah, commitment. I've got one worse. And this, I literally complained to my friend who gave this gift because it was a <laughs> shitty fucking gift. And I told him to never do that again. He gave us a betta fish. Oh, and I'm like, what the fuck, fish? dude? Thanks for the yeah. I got to go get infrastructure yeah. now. A beta, fucking... I don't know what that is. A betta fish. They're, they're the, those really like 
pretty fish with like oh, long like tail. Oh, like an actual alive yeah, fish. Yeah, a live fish. And they are. Yeah, no, they gave, they basically gave you, you a guilt, chore. And you don't want to die. They're, they're fighting fish, right? They're fighting fish. Yeah, oh, they can't. So pretty. They can't get along with any other fish, even of its own species. They'll kill them. Mm-hmm. But did you see? There's one. I, I, friends of mine had one where there was a plant above it, and it was like f- the it fed on the roots, and you didn't have to do anything. Well, I didn't get that kind. I got the cheap kind, where you have to fucking wash its uh, its tub every like oh, every no, other week. That's a- so <laughs> it's just like. As you have this like aquatic prisoner in yeah. your place, yep. you gotta go out and spend like fifty yeah. bucks on like food, and all the bullshit. It's a chore. It's a thing I gotta keep alive and worry about. Also, I... you're gonna probably be an asshole to it because the only thing you can really do with the betta fish is poke on the glass and make it angry. Yeah, that's yeah, you gotta much it. give it forward to someone else. Yeah, you gift I, it forward. Man, I, I well, I did kind of uh, inadvertently. So I had to travel <laughs> one day, and I t- I called my mom. I'm like, hey, um, can you take care of this uh, betta fish for me while I'm gone for a few days? She goes, yeah, sure. Did you name it? Uh, I don't, I think it was like, uh, just called it garbage. Um, but (laughs) I hated this fish (laughs) so much. So I went to my mom's house, dropped off the fish and then came back. And then like a few days after I came back, she calls me she goes, Hey, um, I can still got your fish. I'm like, okay, I'll come by sometime. And then like a week later she goes, Hey, you're going to come by for this fish. I'm like, sure. Then two weeks pass, three weeks pass. She's like, what about this fish? I don't want it anymore. And I said, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come by. Then one day I called her. I'm like, enough. Like it's been like a month and a half. I'm like, I should probably go pick up the fish. I called my mom. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna come by today and pick up the fish. She goes, it's gone. I'm like, what do you mean it's gone? She goes, I flushed it. Oh I'm like, my god! Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Yeah. She had the courage to just. Yep. And I was like, call it what it was. I was like, how could you do that to a fish? No one else wanted the fish. She could have even done like a Facebook post to say, does anyone want this fish? Yeah, I don't know. But I was like, uh, but part of me was also like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Right, she had the courage to just, you know, I, that feels yeah. like a mom thing. It's a bit like pulling that tooth that you have mm-hmm. as a kid. Like, yeah. it's like, come here, honey. I see a little yank. You know what I mean? One of those. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Get, get the job done. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask, Leslie, are there any uh, gifts that you've given that you felt like the people really appreciated? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, I, I, I'm actually not a good holiday giver or a birthday giver because I'm, I, birthdays, I can never remember the date and holidays. I just always get everything like on the 24th. You're a like, great, you're a great baker though. I am a great baker. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to own that. I'm a great baker. So I will give you a birthday cake if you want it. Like, or I'll give you like Fantastic. a pie or whatever you want. Yeah. I um, want to see you take a bite of it first. Yeah. Make I mean, sure I don't kosher, have a problem you know? with that. I mean, I'd love to. Well, I got somebody some original art once. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Linda Berry was yeah. selling a bunch of her art on, uh, I think, eBay or something like that. And so I got her, I have a friend who studies spiders, and I got her one, which was about, you know, invertebrates. Well, well, that's and yeah. cool. She's I mean, an entomologist? She's an, she, uh, she's an arachnologist. Arachnologist. Yeah. That's a very specific, wow. Huh. That's a, so yeah. I'm 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 really interested in insects too. And one of my friends got me a very thoughtful gift, a huge book of like entomology. It was a just insects. No, it's cool stuff. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool stuff. And and at some future point on the show, we're going to be debating what the dumbest insect is. Okay. But yeah, well, that's a really on, thoughtful gift. Thank you. Well, on the other end though, uh, my sister and I just kind of gave up. Like one year, we for Christmas we just exchanged twenty dollar bills. Okay. <laughs> you know, can I tell you the best Christmases my family ever I had? I have a big family, three older sisters, one older brother. We used to get gifts. It was just like getting too much. And then they all had kids. It was getting too much. So one year we just decided to just put a bunch of money into like a kitty and like a little, you know, little pot yeah. and went to the bar and just spent it all. And you just put in whatever you could, like uh-huh. wherever you. So I was like, uh-huh. I was like, I was like, tw- I could do 20 bucks. Right, okay. We all just put in, went to the bar and spent it till it was out. And it was like the best Christmas. And that was. 
so much more fun than getting like I don't know socks or whatever. Yeah, like, I, I love yeah. doing like that type of stuff. Or yeah. uh, like for my sister's kids, I don't buy them anything. I just take them out to the movies. They don't even like they don't even ask what. They're like, yeah, yeah, we know what your gift is. You're taking us out to the movies. And every Christmas, I just take you out to the movies. Right. And it's the best. And Because, like, we just have, we already have enough stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This anxiety of, like, the perfect gift and, like, shopping. So I'll tell you the epiphany I came to uh, a long time ago. I used to buy a lot of gifts for a lot of friends. I used to spend thousands of dollars on all my friends. And sincerely, like, I I would put so much thought into it. I'd put so much time into it. I'd I'd spend, like, a week just agonizing in in different stores, going from, like, Best Buy to Circuit City when that was a thing. And uh, all the different department stores finding just the right gifts for all my friends. Multiple video games and, like, things that they liked. And then every time I, I felt like I was giving them to my friends and uh, whoever, I just felt like the response was kind of a shrug. Hmm. And I, I just, it, I felt empty inside. I felt bad inside. And then I decided, I remember the Christmas that this happened too, because I sent an email to all my friends that I usually give gifts to. I said, hey guys, I'm not buying anyone gifts this year. Uh, you know, if just throughout the year. Instead, what I'm going to do throughout the year, if I see something that reminds me of you, I'm going to mm-hmm. just buy it for you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I would do that and it was like so much more thoughtful. And then all the money I saved, I spent on myself. And I felt so much better. Oh, it's great. That's the first year I traveled. That's the first year like I, I enriched my life wow. with experiences. I met people. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to spend that money on me. Because I really know how to appreciate a gift, especially when I buy for myself. I fucking love it. I'm the best gift receiver and best gift giver. It's, it's like, it's a problem that solves itself. And that's why I think that people who 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 receive gifts are ungrateful idiots. And that's well, yeah, that's mm. my argument. Uh, a, me- a memory, uh, yeah, I think actually that makes a lot of sense. I was going to say that I buy gifts based on seeing something that inspires me. Or yeah. a friend's birthday once, I just had this like whim of an idea. And my boyfriend and I like made wings like i went and bought like arts and crafts style and we like brought them to the party and with suspenders and like put them on her and she wore these wings all night that were like homemade so i think there's something about like homemade just that feeling of like yeah i thought of you and had this fun idea Mm -hmm. so I, i like that i i just had this one memory of like a um, a boyfriend who one day, like at the Christmas holiday, his family had come to the my family's hometown, and he said, "Well, we're going to open our presents the night early together. We'll we'll do our presents." And my eyes were wide, and I was like, "Uh huh, uh huh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to like their presents that we're like exchanging, like what?" Yeah. And so I like ran, I like called my friend and said, "I have to get them presents tomorrow. Like, let's go do it." And I and so I sort of just had to like scrap together like okay i know that this person likes this i know this person likes this and then my boyfriend got really sad after and was like your presents were better than mine and he had this weird like emotional like hangover resentment sounds like you need to step it up then yeah 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 yeah. i was kind of like well i just thought about who (laughs) these people are and got them things that related to them like speaking of speaking of presents we got a super chat in the chat room from pavich babin says maddox's gift giving rule treat yourself for two dollars thank you pavich babin i will treat myself for two dollars i really appreciate it and speaking of gifts a little bit later in the show i did get a gift from a fan that i'm gonna open up yeah i have it really yes I think those might even be like better gifts. Like I've been getting gifts from my clients. Like this one gave me this amazing poetry book after like we had talked about it in a session. And I have one client who brings me plants and I love them and they're like cacti. So they're low maintenance. 
Yeah, it's hard to kill a succulent. Yeah, a, a succulent is a great is a good, if you're gonna buy a succulent for somebody, a great gift. Yeah, get a get a succulent. I did actually give back a succulent once because I'm really bad with plants. Like you gave, you gave back the succulent. Well, I didn't give it back. I gave it to somebody else who liked who had succulents because I mean I just didn't. I had to look up what kind of succulent it was, and I was just like, because you can literally just put a succulent outside and it's gonna do fine. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's the benefit of it. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's the plant you give to people who aren't into plants because they're so hard to kill right yeah you I, could, I mean you, i guess you could kill them if you overwatered them so that person did know you uh i, I guess <laughs> i you know i i like getting plants and i you know that's the thing it wasn't just like he thought oh i'll just start bringing plants over it was like oh you have this plant and i said something like yeah i was thinking about getting more and then he was like like oh, brought yeah. this plant for me Ooh, i got right. an orchid once from somebody and it was great except that then i got, became obsessed with keeping it alive and it died a horrendous death oh. oh wow it was actually somebody i was dating and then uh we broke up the plant died two weeks later and then the next time i saw him he's like so is it is it still alive and i'm like i'm sorry no if you want to see pictures of the last day i can send them to you but. oh gosh what a te- what a like a I guess an echo of the relationship. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Terrible. But you do know that orchids, the bloom falls off and it only comes back once a year. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay, I was just right. trying to keep... Because sometimes people think orchids die. I'm like, no, it's still living. Except uh-huh, they, yeah. they grow stuff on them. They get like later. funguses and stuff. It, yeah. it had a, it had a uh, I believe it, it had either a disease or a virus. Just, uh-huh. So just like a relationship. Yeah, just yeah. like <laughs> a relationship. Um, I, should, I should mention too, I forgot to mention this at the top of the show, but we are in amongst greats in this room because Leslie, Leslie is... Part of a huge internet meme. I don't know if you've seen that Geico commercial about Hump Day, but our own oh. Leslie was on that commercial, and it became like this huge meme on the internet. Everyone posted it everywhere. Ron's Ron's a uh, part of a meme too. Ron's been posted in one the the, wow. G- the Jenga guy meme. Oh, cool. The Jenga guy. But yeah. I, I got a clip from Leslie's commercial. If you don't mind, I don't sure, want to put you on the spot, but I'm, it's a, it's from the Geico commercial. Listen to this. <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is. It's hump day. Woo-woo! <laughs> Ronnie, how happy are folks who save hundreds of dollars switching to Geico? That, so that like that clip of Leslie just sitting there so annoyed being like, I, okay, And, and you know, joke. another fun fact is since I'm an editor, I am acutely aware of Leslie's entire career because I have edited her acting reel. That is true. Oh, so okay. I have wow. seen, I know, I know your blackish uh, spot. <laughs> I know all your commercials. And I'm like, so, and yeah. side, uh, uh, side point, uh, Ron is very good at yeah. that. And, Ron know, is great at it. Really, you know, you really give me the tools it. to work with. I mean, I can make something great. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, she has. She does have a very good reel. And uh, yeah, I remember that. I was like, that was like this Humpty thing's f- fucking funny. Yeah, you know it blew is. up. The guy who plays does the voice of the camel is on This Is Us. Is he no. the crockpot? What? No. <laughs> no, he's not. All right, guys. Well, before we move on, I do need to wrap Christina. Unfortunately, yeah. we didn't get you uh, longer for the show, but uh, we'll have you on again for a future episode because yeah, we be have a great. lot of a Christina. Lot. Real quick, what's the best gift you've ever received? Yeah, uh, a great one was. Um, what stands out is it's almost like little things, but I, f- I flew to Columbia to see someone that I had fallen in love with and I arrived. I had like my, I missed my flight, all this stuff. I was up all night and I got to his place and I, and he was like, Oh, I'll get in bed and like tucked me in in the morning so I could like nap. And like, I woke up to him being like, look, I made you eggs and like this tomato paste. It's like homemade. I did it. You know? <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, it was like a gourmet meal in bed. And so that felt like a really amazing gift. That's nice. And That's I think, awesome. yeah, the common theme of like when it's made by someone and yeah. they give it to me, I'm like really moved by that. When, when t- like thought has resulted resulted in in time and energy for you yeah it feels good pretty fucking a lot great. better than the bullshit circuit city gifts 
Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. I just spent thousands of do- hard-earned uh, dollars. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I fucking I slaved away. Buy my love. You gotta earn it. Buy yeah. My love, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't Fit give a shit. on your expensive gift. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, people give me video games, and I fucking love it. I get like the biggest boner when I play video games. I can love we get? It. Can we get a little icon for like a sound of spitting? I want like a. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. could. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty good one. We'll yeah. get. We'll get one for you, Christina. Yeah, Next yeah, yeah. My disdain. It's not even close. <laughs> well, Christina, we should wrap you. Where can people find you? Uh, I have a Facebook page. It's Christina Hepburn. Um, Instagram, I'm pretty active on there. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you would like to cuddle with me, you can go to cuddleist.com. And um, and the podcast is still live, TNA Talk Sex. Uh, you can listen to it on iTunes and um, Libsyn, I think. Very well done. And it's it's got a great sound to it. It's very professionally produced. It sounds fantastic. Thank uh, you. But... Anyway, thank you again, Christina. Oh, we'll bye, have you guys. on. This we'll was so fun. I love being here. This was a gift. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should get back to the debate, though. Ron, have you? Is there any gift that you particularly got or were disappointed with? This is weird. I remember the gifts that I've given a lot more than the gifts that I've got. You know, like yeah. can I tell you one that I gave that I thought I knocked out of the park? Yeah. What's that? I was pretty proud of this one. So, um, like my girlfriend, uh, I saved a every time we drank a bottle of wine. I saved the cork and I wrote the date on it and what we drank it for, whether it was like, you know, uh, just, you know, dinner party or a birthday dinner or something like that. And then at the end of the year, I gave her all the corks and I had like kind of dug out the centers and I filled them with tiny little succulents and then I attached magnets to it. And so she could put them on her fridge. Oh, wow. Yeah, I totally stole it from Pinterest. She fucking loved it. Now, all the succulents died. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't even use them anymore. But she still brings up the fact that I did that. And it didn't cost me anything. It just was like, I can't believe you like... Anytime you do something that's like the the long game, Mm -hmm. you know, where you're you're doing a little activity or saving something and you're constantly thinking about it, that goes over great. That's the best gift you can give. (laughs) Uh, I would disagree with that. And uh, my hey, just because it didn't fucking work out for you doesn't yeah. mean it's bad. So another another time, right? Uh-huh. So I thought I thought I'm going to change up my gift giving habits, and I'm going to try the thoughtful route, right? So this girl I was dating one time, I would carry around my cell phone with me with a little note app, and any time we were in a store, she picked something up and says, "Ooh, I I really like this." I'm like, "Why don't you get it?" She goes, oh, "I can't afford it right now." I would make a little note of it. And then remember, like, all the little things throughout the year. And then around Christmas time or whatever, I would go and, like, buy all those things all throughout the year. And then I had, like, my list of notes and stuff. When I gave it to her, she goes, I saw you taking notes. <laughs> she goes, I knew, I knew you were going to do this. What? And I'm like, what the Dude, fuck? Dude, who the fuck are you dating? That is, yeah, that's a, that's like yeah. a, weird, cho- that's a weird reaction. Yeah, I've dated some real monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could have just been taking notes for yourself because you also wanted that thing. And also, maybe don't say it. Maybe even just just say know, thank you. Just say thank you and fucking act surprised. Or maybe don't even act surprised, but just say thank you and that's very thoughtful. Or just something nice instead of being like, "I knew this was coming. You didn't surprise me. You failed well, me again." You yeah. know what? When you give a gift to someone and they react big and very thankful, you know what happens? I want to give that person gifts in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. like when your gifts are appreciated, it right. makes you want to give something to them because yeah. they, they appreciate it and that yeah. feels good so if people aren't appreciative it's like well maybe they're, they're not going to get many gifts in the long run yeah now us at this table we fucking love getting gifts yeah i'm a good gift receiver and i'll tell you who isn't my fucking mom 
She's kind of like set the template for like shitty gift receivers. My mom, oh my gosh, could not give her a gift that she wouldn't bitch about. She would find something to bitch about, my gifts. Uh, I remember one time, I when I was a kid, I was fucking, I don't know, 10 and I didn't have any money because I'm a kid. Mm-hmm. And I remember going outside, and I found one day in the street, I, in the road, like uh, they paint, just painted the uh, the you know the reflective whatever. And there was this pile of like this glittering, golden, shimmering like uh, beads or something. And I, I scooped it up and, and saved it in a Coke bottle. And it was like one of my prized possessions. I really <laughs> liked it. And I remember my mom's birthday came around, and I went and I like washed you know cleaned the coke bottle whatever and I put a flower in it with these like glittering golden beads or whatever and I, I gave it to my mom she goes what is this dirt <laughs> and just threw it out she goes my 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 own son gave me dirt for my for my birthday I'm like well, what the fuck am I supposed to she goes she goes I don't know go to your dad and have him buy me something I'm like okay I guess I fucked up again and then another year I remember I bought my mom some perfume mm-hmm. and she says i hate this scent this is quickly turning into the saddest podcast oh, oh, ever. This is just the tip of the iceberg another year i remember she had a very distinct color for her bathroom mm-hmm. and i found a clock at target that perfectly matched the color of her bathroom and i bought her the clock and she said she that was by far the worst gift i ever gave her she said um what is this are you counting down the days i have left to live and i'm like no, it's just a clock. She goes, you never give people clocks. And I'm like, okay. I mean, is that, that a thing? Is, that is a thing. I didn't know that. It's like, uh, well, if you're Chinese, you don't give clocks or knives. I, You don't give clocks or knives? Yeah. How knives they, are badass. No, no, no. Well, how does know, anything ever get cut? And how do people show up on time for anything? No, you buy your own knives. No. That's your problem. Uh, you if you know need what? a knife, go buy your knife. You, buy- you know what? Uh, I got bought a bunch of knives last year for Christmas. I put them all in my Amazon wish list, and my girlfriend's family got me all the knives, and it's fucking awesome. I yeah. think They're it's... really good knives, and I love using them. You're supp- it's supposed to be bad luck. Uh, yeah. so no, just man. Don't... It's way more good luck to cut with a sharp knife rather than this dull-ass yeah. piece of Ikea shit uh-huh. I was using. Another, t- another time, I bought my mom just a card, mm-hmm. and I put some cash in it. The card was a little pop-up. Like, on the, uh, you know, the cover is like, oh, the person I care most about in this world. And then you open it up. It's like a little dog pointing at you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the, it pops up. And she goes, what is this? This is the most vulgar thing I've ever seen. It's poking at me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she goes, and just 20 bucks? I'm like, I don't, oh I don't know what God. you I don't know what you want. And then... Do you give her shit today for this? Like, about how bad she is at gifts? No, I just don't fucking buy her anything anymore. Like, go fuck yourself. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna buy you shit if you complain about my gift year after year after year. Uh, gift cards, like, oh, now I have to go to the store to pay, to spend it? I'm like, what, well, what the fuck do you want? Well, yeah, like, what do you think about gift cards? I like them. Yeah, I me think too. they're fine. Yeah. I, unless it's to a place that is prohibitively expensive mm-hmm. it's fine but like you know there is something to be said like the, the amazon wishlist thing even though i got what i wanted it has taken like the art of gift giving out where now it's such a transactional mm-hmm. nature like christmas this is what i want yeah. okay here here it is yeah like there's nothing it used to be like the art of gift giving where you would get something tailored for that person but with the result is of course you get a bunch of shit that you don't want don't need i also do not feel bad about getting a gift and then immediately taking it to goodwill the next day yeah. Like if it is, not, I I I used to feel awful. I used to hem and haw. I used to hold on to it for like six months to a year. And I'm like, no. If I don't like this gift and I'm not going to use it, other people will. I mm-hmm. will immediately take it to Goodwill, and I will not feel bad about it. But I'm a psycho about stuff. 
Yeah, I the my favorite gifts are generally ones that I can eat. So as soon as I can, if I get something, I'm immediately going to put it in my mouth. So any gift is going to be a gift, uh, like hunger gift, if you you know, if you. I want mean, you it could technically enough. eat most things. That's yeah, that's true. So if I gave you like some, like I, would, I don't know, it's just I'm just looking at what's in the room, some acoustic foam. Leslie, I would turn that to poop so fast. <laughs> you know what? Uh, fun thing about gift cards: if you get gift cards oh! to a bunch of stores that you don't want, mm. uh, you can actually go online yeah. and sell those gift cards for like straight up cash. That's right. Yeah, there's like this weird secondhand market for it. Uh, Smitty in the chat room says gift cards suck. Edlin Martinez says I like a gift card to your store, Maddox. Thank you, Edlin Martinez, and then some whale emojis. Better throw some bombs in the next of those whales. And then we got one from Pavage Bavin for five dollars. Very nice. I like this comment. He says, but your mom is the best gift giver because she gave us you. Uh, <laughs> All right. The I mean, I, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I am a gift to this world. Um, so, uh, yeah. And so my, and my dad is like uh, also a difficult gift receiver because he doesn't want or need anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think I got him a mug one time said like, uh, you know, like best dad or some shit like that with like a, a sergeant bear because my dad was in the army. Mm-hmm. And there was like a bear with like wearing camo in it. He seemed to like that. And then like occasionally I'll get him a tool or something and he won't use it because my dad came from an era mm-hmm. where everything was had to be preserved. So he would use something until it's done and then go to the new thing. Mm-hmm. And and that mentality was so ingrained in him because he grew up during the Great Depression. That so, guy that guy's fucking spot on. Yeah. Well that I guy like seen some starvation. Well, yeah, but it's it's an extreme because that guy seen some starvation. Uh I remember to the point where in the orchard that I grew up in, like the apples that fell from the tree, those were the ones he would eat first mm-hmm. and then he would pick the apples from the tree if he was still hungry Mm -hmm. so he would pick up apples that were like half rotten on the ground for starting to ferment and he'd eat the half that's not rotten because he wanted to eat every little you know just preserve every ounce of everything he possibly could so i you know it was one it was a real extreme i think it's Ron Babcock. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's all right. Uh, Not wasteful. No, it just that just reminded me of like the 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 gift that maybe got the most joy out of my dad. Um, from you know, my, my dad liked the most when we were growing up. I think my sister gave it to him. Uh, we went to one of those like like Hamaker Schlemmer type stores, and uh, he, we got him um, Seymour buns. What are Seymour buns? <laughs> it's that. It's like a. It's like a a guy and you like press the you like like hit this little thing and his pants go down oh those are great yeah yeah, yeah. oh i love those things where they squirt you too no no okay no I, but like it has like a, an air pump on it that runs it yeah i remember when i was a kid i had one of those things where it was like a little boy who had his hands around his waist like he's about to pee yeah and you can pull his shorts down and it has a little squirt right where his oh, penis is and it squirts you in the face i thought that shit was hilarious <laughs> i'd had to give it to my aunts and uncles i'm like pull it down They're like we know what it's gonna do i'm it's like do it do it. I mean, we had it for years. Like, I, it was on the shelf, and it's just like the like the the maximum hilarity that you, you could get if when you were like ten or eleven years old, and and like it. Yeah, those things are hilarious. And then I remember my first exposure, I think, to any type of pornography were those little pens that you get in Vegas, where you oh, with the- tip them and the ink. Sh- like shows the the it's the guy or the girl and the guy the guy just looked like a randy dad he was just like standing there with a real randy uh smile on his face like hey there <laughs> the girl like looked sexy but the dad just looked kind of goofy yeah it's always a little creepy when it's like the dude the well, dude yeah it's also i'm like oh, i don't want to look at that part of the pen yeah, yeah. i want the other part <laughs> i'm holding this pen up the right way the whole time am i gay now shit <laughs> just put a little bit of tape yeah 
So anyway, we should start to wrap up this debate. Any uh, any final thoughts? I mean, I really sincerely look. Look, my experience in gift giving clearly has been shit. Shitty gift receivers for friends. Mm-hmm. Shitty gift receiver girlfriends. Shitty gift receiver parents. Mm-hmm. Like everyone I've, I think almost everyone I've ever given a gift to has been a shitty gift receiver, with like one or two exceptions. I think that. This is giving me food for thought. To I think we put a lot of emphasis on giving gifts, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't put a lot of emphasis on how how to receive a gift. So this holiday season, I think I'm going to focus more on making sure to be grateful on the gifts I receive, even if I'm not necessarily into them. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I get some like shitty sweaters. Because the intention is there. Sure, the intention is there. You know, even if it's like they're trying, man. Yeah, and, that's, and you know, I want to want to foster that, and maybe you know steer them in the right direction but i also don't like a lot of i'm the type of person like where people like i'm hard to shop for because mm-hmm. it's like I, I don't want anything you know yeah. like i'm fine i'm fine I, like the things i want are like i want a food processor mm-hmm. that's like 160 dollars. so yeah. that's tough to like you know you can't ask that of any that's like a big gift right. so I, i'm not i'm gonna get that myself but right. like i don't know but i'm gonna work on being more thankful for the gifts i do receive and it's all because of you maddox yeah thank you thank thank you for thanking me this is what i like to hear people thanking me it's such a great thing it is a gift you know here's a here's a little uh, a little quick aside i think i mentioned this uh, on the podcast in the past uh, i'm sure you've heard this ron but like my whole entire maddox setup like mm-hmm. the, with the crown and the cape and the regal thing and the throne and everything that all came from when hurricane katrina happened I decided to do a good thing and try to donate some of the proceeds of my online store towards the Red Cross for the month that it happened, right? And I raised a bunch of money and donated it, and then I wanted to make a big deal out of what a good guy I was. And so I went on for like months afterwards talking about how generous I am. And everyone, I photoshopped myself. There's this picture of a pope, this old painting uh, from from like you know the the uh, 1700s or whatever, where people are waiting in line to kiss his hand, and I photoshopped my face over this pope's face, and he was wearing this like red gown, and I'm like, I'm gonna go on a national hand kissing tour, and that was my first book tour. It was a hand kissing tour where people could kiss my hand <laughs> to thank me for being so philanthropic and generous, and so that's where, and then I bought the crown and the mm-hmm. cape, and I went around kind of like parading about what a good deed I did, and that's where the whole Maddox like you know king crown thing came from damn and did yeah. people kiss your hand yeah yes a few and i asked them generally not to but uh, a, few, a few people because that was also one of my rules is they couldn't make eye contact with oh me. did they what did there was there did you use purell or anything in between or did you just uh, like like handle it yeah a few of them are real like wet kissers I'm like oh gosh it was like that fight club yeah. thing where you know uh brad pitt like kissed what's his name uh Nor- edward norton's hand uh-huh. and then he poured lye on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they didn't pour lye on it, but yeah. I felt the place where they would kiss sometimes, yeah. and it was like a very wet kiss. And I'm Ooh. like, oh, Ugh, fuck, yeah, yeah. A little creepy. Yeah, and I look down. I'm like, oh, I can like, I met some real weird fans too <laughs> on this like hand kissing book tour or whatever. Yeah, I bet, man. You or called this... it a hand kissing tour. You're gonna get, yeah. you're gonna bring people out of the woodwork. <laughs> I had I had a dress code. Uh, you had to wear a suit and tie or lumberjack uniform okay uh and a lot of people did and then i told people to stand at the closest they could stand to me is uh five to ten feet and uh not make a direct eye contact they could bow not say anything turn around and leave and that was like the, <laughs> the rules and then if people wanted to take photos with me uh my only rule was if, is if it's an iphone you have to photoshop me out of the picture when you get home uh <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, I had all these rules. It was a really fun, really fun tour, uh, and a lot of people followed the rules. Wow, it was, it was hilarious. Some people just bowed and left. That's awesome. <laughs> Without saying anything. <laughs> uh, anyway, we should uh, we should wrap this up. Uh, but before we do, speaking of gifts, yeah, Ooh. I have a package from a fan. This looks like a giant. So I'm holding this up on camera for those of you who are watching on YouTube. I'm holding this up on camera. It's a. It looks like a giant bag, and it's wrapped really nicely. And there is a note in here. It says, Maddox, this will probably arrive first, but it's a backup gift just in case the main one sucks. Either way, enjoy and Merry Christmas. Can't wait to see more great content next year from Angela. Holy shit. So this is not even... She sent two gifts, apparently. This is the one I got. I don't... don't That was a backup gift in case the first one doesn't work. Right? What does that mean? What a thoughtful gift. I mean, that that clearly means that she probably sent two gifts. Drone, I don't have... drone, drone, <laughs> drone, drone, drone. Oh, my gosh. If it's a drone or any type of weapon, this is going to be so badass. But uh, what a thoughtful... I love how the gift, the fans send in gifts to the show around this time. This, okay, so I'm opening up the bag. Oh, my gosh. Is this, this is hot sauce. Holy shit. It's Fuego hot sauce. It's called the Good Hurt Fuego hot sauce. Oh, nice. And looks like there's a bunch of different kinds in here. They have... Ghost pepper. Oh, man. Ghost pepper is the hottest. I love that shit. Whiskey, habanero, garlic herb, garlic pepper, chipotle pepper, cayenne pepper, Whoa, and smoky bourbon. Oh, no. Holy oh, shit. This, sweet. It looks like dynamite. Oh, that's really cool. Look at that shit. It's not only something I can eat, but it's also a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Ron is holding this up on camera. Guys, check this out on the website, madcastmedia.com or on YouTube. Holy shit, thank you, Angela. What a fucking thoughtful gift. This is so cool. This is pretty cool. Yeah, I love awesome. the packaging on it. The packaging is fantastic. This is the I best. I like, don't even want to use it. I yeah. know, right? This thing looks amazing. Fuego, the Good Hurt hot sauce. And they all look like dynamite. Oh, I'm so happy about this. Wow, what a nice. cool gift. Really cool gift. Thank you, Angela. We have the most thoughtful fans on the show. I really, really appreciate it, guys. You guys are badass. Alex M in the chat room says, ooh, some TNT for your anus. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a very thoughtful gift. I love hot sauce. But speaking of liquids, today's episode is brought to you by eLiquid.com. Guys, thank you to eLiquid for sponsoring this episode. For 20% off your first purchase, visit eliquid.com slash madcast30 and use the promo code madcast30 during checkout. Now, the promo code has changed. Make sure to use madcast30 for this checkout. Guys, it's the perfect time to check out eliquid.com for all your liquids, your DIY vape accessories and supplies. They have so many items. As we always like to say, Maddox, how many items do they have? Over 44,000 items in stock. Wow, 44,000? That yeah. sounds like a lot. You know what I like about ordering online, especially from websites like eLiquid, is that you can order this from your couch. And I always make the argument that if you order something online, it's a little bit better than even going to the store. Because if you leave your door unlocked, mm-hmm. when the delivery guy comes and knocks, if you yell loud enough they and tell them to come inside your house, and I'm not... I'm not recommending anyone do this. I'm just saying you could, and I may have. Uh, They can bring it to you on the couch. You can get your vape liquids and accessories brought right to your door, right to your couch, and you don't even have to stand up. And with 44,000 items to choose from, (laughs) certainly have a lot of options. Most items ship by 2 p.m. I think you still have time. By the time you hear this episode, you might still have time to get your items before Christmas. It's a great place to go. Get those last-minute things. Look, I got a lot of friends who vape. Our old uh, uh, audio engineer, Mikey Bolt. Everybody on we know lives that vape life. Yeah. Check this out, Leslie. All right. 
Now, for those of you who can't see because you're just listening to the podcast, I just blew a big, fat vape cloud. How impressive is that, Leslie? It was pretty impressive. Yeah, and she wouldn't lie. (laughs) And you know what I like about 44,000 items? A lot of people think it's too many, but you know what? It's not. Is it just the right amount? It's just the right amount. Yeah, Yeah, Leslie gets it. (laughs) Guys, they have... Hardware tanks, coils, atomizers, batteries, vape accessories, and I'm finally getting to the point where I understand what the necessity is for some of those items because as I'm using this thing, I have the V8 Big Baby Beast. <laughs> it's, it's finally getting to the point where I, I'm having to replace some like some of these uh, some of these items and coils. And you know what? In addition to just vaping itself, it's a lot of fun to just get in there and and it's almost like um, the joy you get from fixing your car or your computer. You swap out a part. <laughs> And it works better. It works like it's supposed to. It, uh, it it feels good. It feels like you did something. Yeah, I yeah. get that. Yeah, totally get that feeling. That's the first thing you put on your to do list to make yourself feel better about the day. Fix vape. Fix vape. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? It feels like an accomplishment because how often do you have a little thing that breaks or stops working the way it's supposed to, and you're able to fix it? Never. Yeah, I mean, they're like stuff is designed so we just have to buy it brand new when it sucks because that thing is like ninety nine percent still working. It's just like one faulty relay switch needs to be replaced. Yeah. So you either and, just like live with it, mm-hmm. or or yeah. yeah, yeah, or you go to eLiquid.com and use the the promo code Madcast thirty. Again, guys, Madcast listeners get twenty percent off your first purchase. Visit eliquid.com slash Madcast thirty. Really big thanks to E-Liquid. They've been a big supporter of the show, and we're a big supporter of them. I love these guys. The website's amazing. You can do it. They have a mobile version that looks fantastic, too. It's super easy to order. And there's free shipping with no minimum order, which is fantastic, because a lot of websites try to get you with, like, free shipping, but you got to yeah, spend, you like, spend, like, 70 bucks, bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's all shipped directly to your couch. Directly to, possibly to your couch. Yeah. But, <laughs> again, thank you to eliquid.com, and thank you, Old, for supporting us and for supporting eLiquid, because it really helps out the show. But we should get to a summary of last week's debate. Last week we debated, is the internet becoming more full of dipshits? Leslie, what would you say? Yes. Okay, that is that is correct. I'm going to agree with that. But we put the vote to the audience test. And with 84% of the vote, the audience said, yes, congratulations. This is probably the first time in Madcast Media history that the audience has gotten it right, other than the other times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then last week we had our guest on it was chad culchin and chat here's a little secret about chad and i we're both big pokemon trainers all right we don't play we train <laughs> we so we got here we one of the other questions i asked the audience is is pokemon go still cool <laughs> and the choices were yes or still <laughs> <laughs> and with 79 percent of the vote Still? Yes! <laughs> it's not funny. Stop laughing. Everyone stop I'm going to edit these laughs out of the sentence. Oh, episode. man. You know, we, we, have, we, got, we have a lot more in common than I, I originally thought, listening audience. So that, that really made me happy. That, that's a yeah, good one. Yeah, you're pretty happy about that? Yeah, I'm pretty happy about that one. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's, why don't you keep those, that uh, happiness cheer going, Ron? Let's hear your uh, Babcock tip. What do you got for us? All right, here, guys, here is the final uh, in a uh, financial series of the uh, five-part Babcock tip. This is the final one. And, uh, and it's been great, by the way. Thank you, Ron. And well, they're a lot of fun. And it's all about investing, Leslie, in the stock market. I'm, I'm trying to give people like just the basics, which is basically 
first things first, you got to track your spending. Yeah. Uh, you got to measure stuff. Um, if you're going to invest, I would recommend doing a low cost index fund. Mm-hmm. I talked a little bit about buckets last week that you could put it into, like a, a Roth IRA okay. or SEP IRA. But this is the big thing. If you and a lot of the stuff I know is a lot, and I encourage you guys to continue to educate yourself. Big thing is I uh, read The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. It's a great explainer of everything. Uh, I'd say if you decide to go down this road, you have to go through a long-term lens. So you got to be a long-term investor, which means you have to invest for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So the money you're putting into it, you're not going to be taking out in like three years because your transmission went. This is money that you're going to be putting away. And the best thing that you can do is you could just automate it. That's it. Don't try and time the market. Don't be holding on to $1,000 and be like, well, I'm going to wait for the market to go real low and then just set it, uh, uh, automatic uh, withdrawal yeah. from your checking and just automate it. What I do is I get paid on a Thursday. Every Friday uh, after I get paid, I have a percentage taken out of my checking account and put into my investments. I don't even know what the market is doing that day. I'm not trying to time the market. I'm not buying individual stocks. I'm not fucking with any of that shit. I am just have it on a set it and forget it automated feature. So it automates and I don't have to worry about it. And once you get into that habit, you're not going to miss that money. Because you just structure your life around not having that money. And that money that money goes to work making you money. And it, yeah, it's not going to make you money in the first five years. But in 20 years, you are going to be so thankful that you did that. So I say when you get started, take a look at your paycheck. How much you get paid? Let's, let's say you get paid $500 a week, right? You know, okay, every two weeks you get a check. Take 1% of your paycheck. Put that into your investments. When you feel comfortable with that, bump it up to 2%. You get a raise, hey, fucking go crazy. Bump it up to 5%. Keep bumping it up over time. And the more you put in, the more that money is going to make for you. To end, I just want to say this. I was doing a lot of research and I came across a quote that I thought was really interesting. Here it is. The odds of realizing a positive stock return are 100% over any 20-year period during that time frame. So let me repeat that. Stocks have never seen a loss over any 20-year time period from 1926 to 2015. Are you talking about index funds or, or an individual Just the stock, stock. market. Mm-hmm. Just oh, the the stock entire market. stock market has always gone up over a 20-year period. So, okay, what about shorter intervals? How about like uh, 10 years? Uh, you would get a sobering 94% of the time there was a gain. Wow. Mm. You know, so what I'm saying is this is a great way to accumulate wealth. You just have to go about it in the smart way. That is one, measuring your spending. Two, doing a low-cost index fund. Three, not worrying about any of the bullshit, like picking individual stocks or trying to time the market. Just do an automation feature. Uh, next week, um, we'll have something more fun, like how to make your own deodorant or something like that. But yeah. uh, that's the Babcock tip. Hope you guys enjoy. Very cool. Thank you, Ron. And that's the Ron Popeil method of investment, which is set it and forget it. I, I don't know if you guys remember those old Ron Popeil infomercials with the rotisserie. What was that thing? The rotisserie <laughs> thing? You know, I, I invest like I cook my rotisserie chicken. Yeah. Set yeah. it and forget it. But we should get to some voicemail. I got a ton of voicemail this week. Uh, we got one. So a couple episodes ago, Leslie, we debated what the biggest shithole in America is. What's the shittiest city? And we got a bunch of people calling in to chime in with their uh, selections. Uh, listen to this. Hey, Maddox. I just wanted to say I'm a little pissed at Beaver, Oregon, or Beaver, Utah, excuse me. I mean, Beaver, Oregon's a shithole, too. But anyway, I think that it's a little bullshit that Beaver won. But I want to put in an honorable mention for shittiest city is Fairbanks, Alaska. I've lived here for a long time, and the, there's fucking tweakers everywhere. It's a remote shithole. You're in the negative temperatures in utter darkness for six months out of the year. And you know one thing it has that no other city has? 
no means of escape. <laughs> Any other city you're in, you can drive for like an hour or two and be in a better city. And that doesn't happen in Fairbanks. If you want to get to Anchorage, it's a four to six hour drive if you're really gunning it. So can we please put in an honorable mention for this shithole? Thanks. Yeah, holy shit, that does sound... Dude. It's convincing. Yeah, that's an absolutely convincing. I once did a college, I think it was up in Juneau, I remember it's, um, you couldn't, I, I was planning on renting a car and driving around, and I told the dude who brought me up there, he's like, oh uh, yeah, you, you can't really do that. And I'm like, why? And I'm like, well, there's no roads out. <laughs> like, the only way in is by plane or by a boat. Like, oh it's just, God. there's no roads out. And ev- yeah. because of that, ev- I went out and got breakfast there, I got like... Eggs, bacon, cup of coffee, uh, twenty dollars. Wow! It was because everything needs to be shipped in, of course, or via plane. So everything is. You get the small town. Yeah, most people live in a small town because it's cheap. Everything's expensive. Why? You know, towns like that. I I get. I I have sympathy for when cities have natural disasters that destroy them, but with cities like Fairbanks, Alaska, and Dubai, like. Those cities stand in defiance of God's will. <laughs> they are man's arrogance being flaunted. Uh, you know, you're not supposed to live there. And the first hint is everything is dead or dying when you go outside. Yeah. In Dubai, I went to Dubai a long time ago. It's like a fucking 120 degrees outside. And they have the Mall of Dubai, which has a snowboard and skiing <laughs> Uh, rink in there. You can go skiing. I did. I went snowboarding in Dubai. It was fucking crazy. And you realize... Literally, every drop of oil that we buy in America is tra- is converted to a snowflake in Dubai, <laughs> they, and it's just it seems it, as soon as I looked at the place, I'm like, oh yeah, this city's not sticking around. There's no fucking way this is gonna sink right back into the sand. And it sounds like Fairbanks, Alaska too. If it's gonna take you four to six hours of your booking it to get to the next nearest city, by the way, that's assuming that the roads are clear. If you don't have a, a horrendous blizzard. And I'm pretty sure they're not maintaining those roads as frequently as like a big metropolis either. That does sound horrible. Uh, we got another voicemail. So, Ron, a couple a couple episodes back, you had the Babcock tip was donating blood. Yeah. And he said one of the benefits was getting drunk faster. Well, someone tried that. Listen to this. Oh, no. Hey, Madcast people. So, a few episodes ago, you guys were talking about donating blood and then drinking some beer and, you know, getting drunker a lot quicker. Well... I donated some blood, and I went out and got a Voodoo Ranger IPA. It's a 7% by volume. Normally, it takes about two, maybe three to get me feeling a little buzzed, but I've only had one, and I'm already feeling like I've had three. All right. So, that was a good tip, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Love the show. Hey. How about that? I was really worried someone was going like, to be like, yeah, well, yeah. fucked me up. I'm calling yeah. you from the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. I told you. It worked. I'm not saying do it, but it does work. Lose blood, save money on alcohol. That's, that's how you do it. Uh, and then we, I talked about the uh, Houston. Houston was my my big shithole in America a couple episodes ago. And I talked about the giant car that everyone drives out there. It's like the Ford Excursion or something. Wait, anyway, we got a correction. He's gonna get he's gonna get me on this too. Hey, Maddox. Uh, just so you uh, can clear your mind of it, the giant fucking Ford you're thinking of is the Excursion. Those things are fucking monstrosities, and yeah, it does seem like everybody in Houston has one. So yeah, the Ford Excursion. Fucking Nazi. Excursion. What an appropriately named car, because that's exactly what it is. It's an excursion. That's like the car equivalent of Fairbanks, Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a... It's There's just so much car, man. It's like you're just driving real estate. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Some people are like, but I, I don't understand why people have a big car and they use it like maybe twice a year. Well, what are you like gonna... they like, they move a couch once? Yeah, or they like like there's so many like ninety percent of the people who have that car don't need that car. Like you can make you could fit your groceries into a smaller car. It's fine. I remember the lady who drove me around. This was like on book tour, so I I went to Houston, and this lady's you know pulls up in a Ford Excursion in a long line of other Ford Excursions because that's what everyone fucking drives in Houston, and. Uh, She's like, she's this tiny little old lady where you wouldn't expect her to need that much car. And she's like, well, I just feel safer in it. Yeah, yeah. It's always, a, yeah, they want a big car to feel safe. Yeah. That's always it. Yeah. Great. Oh, well, I'm glad you feel safe. Um, here's another. So we talked about hardcore bands and how I, I dated a girl for a hot minute who got me really into hard, hardcore. And uh, we we're talking about the names of the bands. Uh, one, one, uh, they all sound like really aggressive uh, really dark, like uh, undiscovered Holocaust uh, was. I think one we it was unseen Holocaust, unseen hol- yeah. Holocaust, yeah. Um, right. Prophecy of deception, yeah. A burial ground, toxic sludge, yeah, yeah. Well, here's a voicemail about that. Hey, Maddox, I was listening to the episode about dipshit, and I heard the term boiling blood, and I, for a second I thought that was next single from Undiscovered Holocaust. <laughs> All right, fucking Nazi with a horse stick later. Ooh. I like undiscovered Holocaust. Undiscovered Holocaust. Yeah, because yeah. that's it's mean, coming. It's coming. Right. But you didn't. You don't know about it. I bet. I bet people. Well, that's something you'd be surprised to find. Yeah, a Holocaust. Because mm-hmm. hey, apparently, my gifts aren't surprising people. Uh, you'd you'd definitely be surprised more. I think at discovering a Holocaust over getting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get with that. <laughs> that's yeah, a yeah, long yeah. pause. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was doing the math here. I'm like, what am I saying? What exactly am I saying here? Um. So we got another voicemail, too. Last week, we talked about spoiling Santa Claus. Well, this is interesting. One of our callers called in to point out that there is some psychological benefit to exposing Santa Claus to kids. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. So you were asking what, or uh, Ron, I think, was asking what the benefit of the lie about Santa Claus is. Psychologists have said that it can be beneficial to tell your kids about Santa Claus and then later reveal to them that there's no such thing because it can teach your kids that, hey, Adults can be full of shit, and my parents can lie to me. So it can fill children with healthy skepticism about any source, no matter how trustworthy it may have seemed. So keep doing the Lord's work there, Maddox, and go ahead and tell kids that Santa's not real. You're actually helping them quite a bit. Uh, fucking Nazi. Yeah. How about that? I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I think uh, right. a skepticism is always good. Yeah. I don't know, though. Like, does it have to be the parents? Like, I don't know. I feel like I feel you could farm that out to somebody else and sort of make the same point. Well, like a drunk uncle? Yeah. I could be that uncle. Yeah. I am that uncle. Or just, you know, you, you could say like, oh, look at all these people lining up to see Santa, by the way. It doesn't exist. Yeah. 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 I, I So I was uh, exposed to that very early on, like I think maybe like six years old when my mom really spoiled that for me. But I learned that lesson of not trusting authorities or parents very early on be, beyond just that. Uh, I remember I was standing at a reservoir a long time ago. My parents were, you know, we, we went out someplace and there was like a little reservoir and there were a bunch of kids jumping in the water playing with it. And I'm just standing by the edge watching. I was wearing jeans. I wasn't wearing a swimsuit or anything. Suddenly my dad just grabs me and throws me in. And I didn't know how to swim. I, he just, and he threw me in pretty fucking far, like much further than any of the kids could jump. And I just started to drown. And uh, <laughs> some of the other like, you know, the uh, younger adolescent kids had to come out and save me, and they dragged me over to the uh, to the shore. And uh, my dad just like laughing, is like, "Ah, oh, you got to learn." 
Jesus H, man, your family sounds like a, a basket of peaches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how. And and I, I remember telling people that as an adult, and they're like, "Yeah, that's how you learn." I'm like, "I I guess. What am I? What am I learning? Is that really how you learn? I don't think that's how you learn. I don't I, think so either. Usually, you hold on to the side and learn yeah. just how to kick. That's what I thought. Yeah. Or like even just getting thrown in a. We wait. What he's throwing you a lake or something? Or yeah, it was like a, a so reservoir. Yeah, usually be like in a pool in the context of you need to learn to swim, not just like hey, by the way, here's a body of water and you're not even dressed for it. Nope, I just swallowed a whole bunch of muddy water. I could have got one of those fucking brain parasites or something. That oh. would have showed him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we got another voicemail about the biggest shithole in America. Another contender, runner up. Hey Maddox, so I heard you guys were talking about the shittiest towns in America. Well, I have one for you. It's called Kankakee, Illinois, um, suburb of Chicago, and it's an absolute shithole. Oh, my God. Everything's either run down as shit, or, like, they have some new shit, like Best Buy or, like, a Target or shit. But it's, like, way out of the way, and it's just, like, kind of, like, overdeveloped, if you know what I mean. Like, like as a requirement to live there, you have to have, like, a heroin addiction. Like, it's a shithole. So, yeah. Hey, there you go. Another city where you feel like you have to have a heroin addiction to live. Um, but it's close to Chicago. I guess, yeah. So, so the like, rent's it, probably it, cheaper. It's yeah. like a suburb of Chicago, so you're close to cool shit. I'm not saying it's not shitty, but I'm just saying like it's a lot more shitty when you can't. We don't have any options close by. What was it called? Wanky, Illinois, or something? Like Fairbanks is like there's yeah. no if Fairbanks is an outside of, just outside of Chicago. If it was, yeah, it'd be kind true. of awesome, actually. Yeah, you know what I mean? But so I'm, I'm going to go with Fairbanks before this place for sure. Yeah. Well, guys, we got a ton of voicemail. I listened to all the voicemail. I don't have time to play everything, but uh, keep those coming in. And sometimes I'll play, if I don't have time this week, sometimes I'll play them on the next, uh, next episode. But again, the website is madcastmedia.com. Click on the best debate. Go to any page at the very bottom. You'll see the voicemail number. Leave those in. I'll be listening to those, and we'll play them on uh, the the next episode. Now, Ron, you're not going to be on the next episode because you're going to be... Uh, I'm going to be home celebrating the holidays with my family. That's right. So we're probably going to do something special for next week's episode. We might do... Oh, something special when I'm not here. That sounds great. Yeah, hope yeah. have a great episode. I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking, like, maybe hand out crisp 50s to everyone in the room in wow. the studio. Yeah, okay, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe oh, something... You- could Venmo me a crisp, <laughs> a crisp Venmo. Yeah, you got to be here. Sorry. Oh, and then, uh, you know, maybe like a big Korean barbecue grill right in the middle of the table. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you doing this the week I'm gone? That I, sounds it, awesome. It just coincides with when you're gone, Ron. Oh, I don't know what to. I don't know what to say. Fuck. But I want to do something special, guys. Send in your favorite clips from the show. Send in your best voicemails. If you guys send any gifts, if you can get them to us before we record next time, I think it's the 22nd. We'll be recording the next week's episode. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm not going to be here. I'll be <laughs> celebrating with my family. Ron will not be here. But yeah, I think it's on the 22nd. So if you get us anything before the 22nd, we'll be able to open it on the show. And if you don't have money to get us anything, that's totally okay. You could also just go for entertainment to your local library where there's plenty of free things that you can do and use and make sure there's movies, not just books like Maddox's books, but other people's books. Everybody's books are there. Douchebag of the week. I didn't have a douchebag of the week yet, Ron. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, someone in the chat room, Damon Noir, says, the next Babcock tip, don't have a family because you miss good stuff with Maddox. <laughs> I agree with that. Amen to that. All right. Well, guys, now it's time for some quick news headlines. we got some fun ones. Someone made a $500 brownie covered in gold. Uh, of course. This shit, yeah. they, they always do this shit. And it's a really expensive something or other. And it's only expensive because you dipped it in gold. Like, yeah. Like how much gold? 
the whole thing. I looked at this. Like, 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 what thickness? Because people use gold foil. And... It's gold foil. Okay. Yeah, because you got to eat it. And then I, that still can't be good for you. No. I, it just seems like such a money pissing contest. Yeah. You know? And, and I've had it before. I went to a sushi place in Vegas. Uh, you know, I was in Vegas for New Year's Eve one, one year. And I went to this place and it was like, you know, a prefixed course. Is that how you pronounce it? Pre- prefix or prefix? Is that how you pronounce it? However you're doing it is wrong. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> to this place. And they had, it was like a five course meal. The first course was sushi. Second course was like some steak something or other, which was among the top five steaks I've ever had in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but anyway. But how was the gold? Yeah. Yeah, the sushi, it was just like normal sushi with gold flakes on top. I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't taste like anything. It's no. just, it's just a status symbol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's completely unnecessary yeah it is it is just such a vapid expression right and it's like great gold foil good for you you awesome. don't you, that's why rich people shouldn't be allowed to have money because they spend it on dumbass shit yeah it, what it didn't even add anything what what's that uh, weird shit they put on like ramen and uh you know like japanese soups and stuff oh right. furiyaki yeah furiyaki yeah furiyaki because so it looks like it's alive Right, if if gold foil at least did something, yeah, like furiyaki. And by the way, this was a long time ago. This was before Instagram, so I didn't even have a picture of the shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't even ha- I I couldn't even like do that stupid thing where I'm bragging about some bullshit food with gold foil on it. It's it's just dumb. It's like one of those dumb Instagrammable moments that like accomplishes nothing. Yeah, it's like not even like not something like a brownie isn't even a centerpiece dessert. It's a brownie. Yeah, like you can put ice cream on it, but still, that's just like I can put ice cream on it at home. And by the way, when I saw the picture of this thing, I thought it was just it looked dumpy. It looked like a, a like pound cake because mm-hmm. it was all gold. You couldn't even see the brown. It was all gold. The entire thing was was covered in gold. So it says here, how much would you pay for a brownie? Chef Jason Harley, owner of Baby J's Burgers, has one you can buy for five hundred dollars. In 2016, Harley debuted his $100 donut covered in 24-karat gold at his donut shop, Birdie's, in downtown L.A. Like a garbage, shitty, stupid dessert, a gold-covered donut. Yeah, that's lame. Yeah. What makes this brownie so expensive? It's made with Johnny Walker Blue Label glaze and covered in gold leaf. Ugh. It's also... John, you cook the alcohol out of the... Anyway, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like... The glaze. I, I mean, I, I get the underlying flavor of the. You don't need Walker. a glaze on a brownie. That's dumb. No, yeah. What the fuck? It's not a donut, idiot. Uh, <laughs> we're so angry at this guy. It's also served in a humidor with a Monte Cristo cigar on the side. What right. the fuck is it's, this? It's a, this it just sounds like a fucking edible fedora. You know, it's like everything yeah. I hate. Yeah. The, I, the Venn diagram intersection of like people who like brownies mm-hmm. and cigars is a zero intersection. There's nothing. Mm hmm. Do you see that politician in the news recently who doesn't know how Venn diagrams work? No. <laughs> he was trying to make the point that like two different administrations are exactly the same. And so he listed one in one circle and then the other one in another circle and he put the exact same traits of them. And then the intersection is like, they're exactly the same. And so the guy clearly doesn't understand how intersections work, how Venn diagrams work. He just thought that that was like a cool graphical presentation, and he was so proud of it because he clearly spent a lot of time and money on this because he printed it out. It's full color and everything. Just a fan of circles. No one at Kinko's was like, uh, this isn't how this works, sir. But, no, okay. No, I think it's kind of hilarious when they do that. Uh, Albino Lime in the chat room says, $150 glaze, $50 gold, $2.50 brownie mix equals $750 brownie and a $3,000 tray. All right, we should get to the next story. I ha- oh, this is this story is fucking crazy. <laughs> There's, listen to the headline. 
And I'm telling you, this is not clickbait. This is one of those few times when you read an outrageous headline and it lives up to the reputation. Priest from hell violently baptizes screaming baby girl while shouting, Satan sits inside you. Now, I'm going to link to this. It's at the sun.co.uk. And the video of this thing does not, like, the headline doesn't even do it justice. This this priest is, like, slamming this kid's head into the baptism bowl. And the kid looks like, uh, like he's he's involuntarily headbanging. It is so violent. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, is this, like, from the south or something? No, this is, like, in Russia. I think it was in Russia or Greece somewhere. Yeah, no, it's Russia. His name is uh, Semilatov. Yeah, Russian priest is to face a church court after a horrific video emerged of him violently baptizing a terrified two-year-old girl. I have a clip of this baptism, and even the audio is horrifying. Listen to this. It is so fucking violent, and and every time you hear that splash too, that's the that's the sound of a two year old face crashing against water. <laughs> it's like Catholic grizzly man. Yeah, uh, it says here that uh, he could be struck off after he was seen roughly forcing the naked child's head underwater in the front of th- excuse me, in the front three times and said Satan sits inside her. How first of all, how would you even know? It's a two year old kid. What is Satan? I think the idea is that until you're baptized, you have original sin still on your soul, oh, and the baptism is? cleanses it. Huh? You wouldn't know that, though, because Satan sits inside of you. I got baptized as fuck, Ron. Mm. Baptized every fucking day. <laughs> it's just washing your face. <laughs> no, man, I'm baptizing myself. <laughs> the girls heard screaming in terror, but watching adults did not intervene, and there was even laughter among those standing nearby. Yeah, that was the yeah, laughter. That's Russia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Russia's pretty rough. Uh, I had a friend who went to Russia one time, a screenwriter, and she told me how she went to a restaurant where she was sitting down with just like a bunch of mafia types, like Russian mafia types, and they're just throwing around money and vodka, and everyone's doing shot after shot after shot, and they keep handing her shots, and finally she's like, I'm good, and he goes, the drink, and she goes, no, no, I, I'm really, I'm full, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right, and she goes, you will drink, and he takes out a pistol from his jacket and s- puts it on the table, and the place gets really quiet. She reaches over and takes the shot. She goes, okay, I'll do it. She takes the shot and, and sets down the shot glass. And then the entire room just bursts in laughter like, ah, oh, <laughs> we got you. <laughs> <laughs> Real Russian. Uh, uh, you know what would be sweet if she, if she picked up his pistol? And <laughs> just... What they say was like, you drink. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just takes more and more pistols out. Yeah. It sounds like a very Russian story. There, uh, I also had a friend who uh, went to, my friend's dad went to Russia and was on a train and uh this is like an entire racket with the like the trains in russia i guess but they started pumping some gas into all the cars and all the passengers passed out they went around and robbed them whoa uh-huh and took all their belongings except for their passports they're not monsters mm-hmm. and they uh, and then when they came to they were like all right well Here's your stop. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. Who are you going to report to? If the cops are in on it, if the train conductor's in on it, who are you going to report that to? Oh, my God. Yeah. Pretty nuts over in Russia. I still want to go. The girls heard screaming in terror, uh, but watching Dells did not intervene. There were claims that the priest had, had twice struck the girl's head on the front during the extreme baptism, but these were denied by the church and the girl's mother. By the way, they have a picture extreme of this Extreme baptism. <laughs> yeah. They have a picture of this guy, too, and he looks... 
creepy as fuck. Like, you know, Satan sits inside somebody for sure. Uh, the mother admitted the girl cried because she was scared of the priest. Yeah, no shit. Everyone was scared of this priest. Yeah, that's why they didn't say anything. Yeah. Also, it's kind of, re- I mean, it is his house, you know, like, I mean, it's, I don't know. Although the parents did not register a complaint, the mother has said she was grateful to the priest for baptizing her daughter. A worried woman parishioner, Lilia Reznikova, said that the priest had told her that children, other than newborn babies, must be broken during the baptism ritual because oh Satan is sitting inside them. Huh. Well, I think he broke this. Uh, I gotta tell you, this Satan guy sure gets around. Yeah, 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 creeping on all the kids. We got a super chat from Pavich Bavin for two dollars. Says, "Just a heads up: in Russia, the Pokemon catch you." Uh. <laughs> Pavich, we like that one. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Pretty, pretty on good. fire. Today. Thank you for all the super chats, guys. Well, we should be wrapping this up. Leslie, where can people find you? Oh, uh, they can find me at my website, which is sporadically updated at lesliesina.com. It's L-E-S-L-E-Y-T-S-I-N-A. You can find me on Instagram. Um, it's mostly pictures of pie and cats, but, you know, if you like that, it's fine. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, Leslie uh, is such a funny comedian. We've both known her for a long time, Ron and I. Oh, and- I forgot. And, and I have a book. Yes. Yeah, what's oh, your yeah. book? Uh, my book is Restart Me Up, The Unauthorized, Unaccurate Oral History of Windows 95. That's right. I, mean, and, I, uh, I contributed to it. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. You, you helped me with uh, a programming question. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, um, yeah, so you can get that on Amazon uh, as an ebook. And if you want a print copy, you should just uh, contact me through my website. Now, didn't Microsoft, didn't this like show up on the radar of Microsoft or Bill Gates or something like that? You know, I don't know. But we did, not officially, we did have a guy from Microsoft come to do a pan- panel with us at Emerald City Comic Con. And why did why did you decide Windows 95 of all subject matters? It's just the I just feel like that's the funniest operating system that they did. I mean, oh, yeah. just like the name <laughs> yeah. of it is. I mean, like maybe not as like a, as like a, a hilarious operating system in the way that it operated. I mean, that was pro- would probably be Oh, uh, Windows uh, ME, ME was pretty bad or 98 yeah. 98. Oh, Vista's yeah. a real piece of shit. Um, but 95, I used 95 way past its expiration, and XP as well. And by the way, 95, everyone kind of gave me shit for how long I used Windows 95. But near the end, everyone's like, oh, man, it's probably your, your computer's probably crashing all the time. You're getting viruses and shit. I'm like, no, because you can't run viruses on Windows 95. They're not programmed for it. <laughs> so for Windows 95, I didn't have to have a virus, run, uh, virus checker because the operating system couldn't run modern viruses. And it was very stable because by the time they stopped updating Windows 95, they released so many patches for it that the operating system ran very smoothly. So that was my operating system of choice for years until you know, I switched to XP. I think I quote you as saying that as one of the random people in the, in the book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're like a guy in line waiting to get it at midnight. Yeah. (laughs) At like a a Circuit City or something like that. I didn't like the operating system when it first came out, and I still think most Windows operating systems are kind of garbage, but uh, (laughs) I like to to use the software that gets my job done quickest. Whoa, here's uh, here's a little tidbit. I still use Microsoft Office 2000. I'm I'm using what was it yeah, 18 year old software almost 19 20 year old software now at this point and it still works and it works better than every version I've tried today because those old programs mm-hmm. which you paid for you paid good money for you own that software yeah. and you should be able to use it for as long as you want yeah no subscriptions and there's a few patches you have to install but mm-hmm. it still works and it works so much better because they are optimized for older computers and older processors so if they're optimized for a much slower processor mm-hmm. well guess what when you launch it on a modern processor 
it's going to load lightning quick. Mm -hmm. And they don't have that bullshit ribbon system that Microsoft introduced into every fucking application where you have to hunt like hieroglyphs to figure out what the fuck you're doing. Everything's a logical alphabetical order. If you want to go to format, you Mm -hmm. hit the format uh, heading and then Mm -hmm. you just look down and see how you want to format shit. It's fantastic. Ron, you would love this shit. I probably would, yeah. I don't know the ribbon thing you're talking about. Oh, it's basically every piece of software today, like uh, you know, PDF readers and Microsoft Office, instead of having the menu that you pull down and it shows everything in alphabetical order, mm-hmm. it has little pictures of like cut and paste and print and little icon thingies. Yeah, little mm-hmm. icons everywhere. Yeah. Garbage. <laughs> Hate it so much. <laughs> anyway, and Ron, where can people find you? Uh, you can always uh, just follow me on Instagram at HeyRon, website HeyRon.com, and uh, Twitter is Ron Babcock. That's right. At Ron Babcock. And I got to say, Ron has been posting, if you guys are part of the Facebook group, we have a Facebook group called Maddox University for hot babes and geniuses who are hot babes only. <laughs> and it is, it is, um, it's, it's where... Fun little group. Yeah. I like it. It's a fun little group. And Ron has been posting links to some of these Babcock tips. Yeah, it's interested. more like kind of more reading if you want to do on it. Kind of, yeah. you know, like, can you explain it longer than just a, a couple of a five minute, like little, yeah. you know, it's a lot to take in. So I'm pretty proud of that group. It is a good, clean group. There's some interesting discussion and debate in there. It hasn't devolved into just a bunch of uh, garbage shit posting and vitriol. Like, people actually have discussions in there and debate, and they actually disagree with each other, but do it in a productive way, and I'm really proud of that. Taylor pops in there every now and then. I'll post things in there every now and then. Uh, a lot of people from Madcast. Oh, and by the way, uh, Super Arrogant Bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, hang out in there. Hang out in the forum. Talk to all the people who make the shows. We'll have a lot more coming in the future, but we should wrap up the show. Thank you again to E-Liquid. Thank you to my rear admiral of tangents, Ron Babcock. Oh, I didn't see you there. Thank you. Thank you to Leslie Cena, moderator in training. Thank you. I appreciate it. But most of all, you're welcome. All right, Maddox. So, in defense of what you call dipshit behaviors, like uh, viral trends, like plank or like the dances, um, maybe you're just old. Maybe you just don't get it. Maybe you just like these dances are trying to expression of, hey, I know culture. I know what's going on in the world. I'm hip with the time. Yeah, so maybe you just not getting it is you just being old and not understanding it. I don't know. Well, um, thanks for all the great content. I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a typical voicemail where they'll shit on you and then say something really sweet at the end. But you know what? Sometimes it's not sweet enough and it doesn't save you from this. Douchebag of the week. Douchebag of the week. We got two of them. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.